Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, how are you, my friends? Welcome to a remarkable, stunning fly from the seat of your pants. Come together, San Diego. And I'm talking about flying from the seat of your pants for you, my listening friend, because you're going to need to be aware of some things that are going on in the world. And uh, you're going to get some things. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hydrant today. So I apologize in advance, but not really, because God's kids need to hear what we're about ready to say. You know, there are things going on in the universe, there are things going on in the world, There's a, there are things going on in the United States of America, even in Southern California, that uh, have everything to do with taking away our Judeo-Christian values, the Constitution, uh, and morality, essentially. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, and I have my co-host for these two hours. He's a friend, he's the author of a book, which we'll talk about as well, but uh, when you hear the depth of this man, you can understand that uh, he's uh, loved by those who love God, and uh, hated by those who don't. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that, Frank, but it's quite a quite an introduction. Frank Shelton, how you doing? Terrence, I'm honored to be back with you, buddy, and uh, it's going to be amazing. I just want to tell California I love you and greeting San Diego. Put on your seatbelt. It's going to be a wild tonight. You're on the East Coast, and I'm on the West Coast, so between your voice and my voice on uh, opposing coasts, the interior of the United States is going to be reached, and we'll pray for for um, Alaska and Hawaii as well, right? <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm thrilled to be with you, brother. You know, I just honor you, respect you, I love you. And by the way, thank you for that amazing endorsement. We can read that later on. But yes. I just ever thought if time is of the essence, it's now. Yes, it is. And as we unpack, I just uh, would like to share, you know, just this thought. If, if we learned anything last year with the lockdown, it was when, you know, a lot of Americans' idols fell, the MLB the NBA, the NFL, NASCAR, yes. you know, the only thing still standing true and tall is the Lord himself. And I really believe if you can just hear the master speak, he would almost with tears, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. And, by the uh, way, by the it, way, the, on yeah. the topic of can you hear me now, one of the things I like to do uh, on some shows that uh, command a great deal of attention, and attention, this is one of them, you know, this is the month of Elul, this is the sixth month in the Hebrew calendar preparing for the Feast of Tabernacles. From a Hebrew perspective, from a biblical uh, perspective, this is a vital time frame to prepare for the um, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of uh, Trumpets and things like that. This is a big deal, but it also is a big deal not only in the natural but in the spiritual, and it's a time for us to just revisit our relationship with God. One of the things that I do uh, on this month of Elul is I blow the shofar frequently, particularly because these are times where we need to literally sober up, hear the voice of God, and obey. This is a time frame in Elul where the Bible says that the king is in the field. You don't have to go to the king in his castle. You go to the open field, and he's there waiting to talk with you. So I'm going to blow the shofar, and I'm going to hand the baton to you. We've got a lot of ground to cover, but I think it would be appropriate if we covered it under the sound of the shofar blast. Would you be so 
Uh, would that be okay with you, Frank Shelton? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to blow the shofar blast, and then we will continue onward and upward. <laughs> That should stir our people that are listening. My listening friends, know that you've been forewarned. <laughs> okay, Frank, you were talking about uh, different things going on in sports and other venues, and the world has changed, and there's urgency here. I'm going to hand it back to you, and then we will walk through. My listening friends, you might want to, if you're not driving with your hands on the steering wheel, you're going to probably want to take notes about what uh, Frank Shelton has to say, because the, these are mind-boggling revelations that he's going to be giving to you, and he, as a an outstanding evangelist, you better believe that when he gets in front of a microphone, he declares these things, and it's much to the chagrin of the bad guys, and much to the embrace of those who love Judeo-Christian values in our Constitution. Frank Sheldon! Oh, well, I'm honored to be with you, Caswell. You know this story, but for our wonderful listeners, they may not. Um, I left Capitol Hill by faith in 2007. And uh, if we've ever need godly leadership, it's now. But um, more than ever, I just really felt like God was saying, Frank, I could probably use you more out of Washington than in it. And after two decades, I left my faith and left retirement, 401k, health insurance. And I was booked, Kaz, as you know, in 10 countries in 12 months last year in 2020, when a lot of people, a lot of leadership gurus, said we're going to have 2020 vision in 2020, I beg to differ. I could just sense the walls were closing, the hourglass, the sand was sliding ever so rapidly, and I just knew that we didn't have forever to swing for the fence and do something for God. Yes. You know, a mentor told me, hell is too long to be wrong. I was just preached to 100,000 in Nelson Mandela Soccer Stadium in Africa. February 2020, I preached in five cities in five days in communist Nicaragua at the invite of Daniel Ortega's wife. Was it because I'm a closet communist? No, it's because I'm an evangelist, and even communism needs evangelism. <laughs> Good. I just come back February 2020, and I had done a vet in March 6, 2020. I, in my hometown, had invited the governor's office, the congressman's office, the sheriff's office, and I was bringing four-time World Series winner Daryl Strawberry to my hometown in May. I was doing a leadership event. Our county commissioner president was sitting next to me. Our ministry, Frank Shelton Global, was putting on the event. We were going to overcome opioids. I was bringing the races together, blacks and whites, Republicans, Democrats, agnostics, people of faith. And Daryl was the magnet. Uh, he could hit the fastball, but he struck out with cocaine, went to prison, but got gloriously saved. He won four World Series. He was the Michael Jordan of baseball, played for the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Yankees. And now one of the most powerful preachers that I know and a dear friend. And we were supposed to go to Israel last year, but that got canceled. Yes. So he was coming to my hometown May 18th of 2020. It was standing room only in that meeting, and I walked out, and someone just said, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. I buried my daughter to drugs, and you're allowing me to have the seat at the table 
and God is using you to bring Daryl Strawberry to this much-needed event. And she looked at me and she said, um, is there anything you need? And I looked at her and I'm thinking in my mind, I didn't say, yeah, I need about $10,000 more to pull this thing off. Uh-huh. But the wild thing was the minor league baseball stadium had already given Daryl and I 15 minutes in May, we were going to speak to 5,000 at a minor league baseball with Daryl and I at home plate speaking to a minor league game, and then 800 that night. I already had over 5,000 people coming to the event in May, and at the time, we didn't even have a poster printed. And when that lady who buried her daughter said, is there anything you need? I looked at her square in the eyes, Kev. Now, this is March 6th of 2020. And I said, to be quite honest, I don't think the event's going to happen. She about fell out. She looked at me like I had three heads, and she said, how could you see that? I mean, God used you to get the governor's office in the room, the congressman in the room, the sheriff's office in the room. You know, you got 5,000 people come to your event. You're a leader. How can you say it's not going to happen? And I just said, I can sense the walls are closing. Two days later, I was to get on a plane to fly by myself to Pakistan to preach to 150,000 Muslims 10 miles from where they killed Osama bin Laden, and their Taliban was going to be on the rooftops. And they said, you can come, but you probably won't come home. Only five people in the world knew I was going. My wife had cried for two weeks. She always loaned me out like a library book, but this is one trip she didn't have peace about. My parents didn't know I was going. Only one board member knew I was going. It was not on my website, and sometimes we don't tell the enemy where we were until we're wheels up coming home. Yes. The night before to get on that plane, and I don't know any other preacher in America would have bought their own flight to Pakistan without a security detail, without a special assistant, and without a salary or love offering. I was going to chase hell with a water gun to tell the Muslims, Jesus loves you, and I was willing to die to make it happen. And see, the good news is only good news unless it arrives on time. If you order a Domino's pizza and they're two minutes late, you get a free pizza. But if your <laughs> best friend dies without Christ, yes. they're going to hell. Yes. So it's not glamorous, but it's the gospel truth. Jesus preached nine times more on hell than he did heaven. Oh, my. Frank, I I, Frank we, we, I've, got, I've got to go to a break right now. So okay. I, I think you've did, uh, did a good job in setting the stage because, my listening friend, there, when you hear this story, and this is going to be a springboard into some many other stories and also the content of his book— and uh, I think you're going to appreciate urgency and the content therein. Uh, Frank Sheldon's with me for the entire two hours, and uh, he he knows that this is you know this is the time to communicate the gospel. The Bible talks about a time frame when there's going to be remarkable evangelism, and this is going to be one of the guys who is going to be doing the remarkable evangelism in not only the United States, but the world. I wanted you to hear from him, but also get an honest overview about the challenges and evil things that are right in our face. So Frank, Shelton, and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends, to Come Together San Diego. My remarkable co-host and guest for this entire two hours is Frank Shelton. He is the author of a new book called Urgency, but his background is remarkable. Not only 
uh, once you listen to him, you'll know that he's an evangelist and he, he really has a heart cry to bring everybody that is possible into the presence of God and let them make that decision that this is a life-changing decision that uh, bodes well for your inter- eternity. But he also has a tremendous amount of experience in Washington, D.C., on Capitol Hill in the in the Senate, working with senators from both sides of the aisle. His dad actually is one of the top guys with the uh, Capitol Police uh, in Washington, D.C., um, major things going on there. You know, every, every time these things happen, Frank Frank not only opens his eyes and he goes, wow, but he goes, how does this fit on God's biblical time table? And he's uh, also, also very intimately involved in the past with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association for five years or so. And now we left his story in the last segment where I think he was on uh, a Pakistani uh, journey and there were bad guys uh, Taliban guys, uh, everybody was out for him, and God put a decision in front of him. I'm going to hand the baton back to you, Frank, to continue that story. We've got uh, this whole segment, which is about uh, nine or ten minutes, to uh, jump into that. Yeah, I just, the reason I shop at Walmart, because Target's already on my back. Can I get an amen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally on my way on a top-secret message. I mean, Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones probably could have been my life, but I'm literally getting ready to board a plane by myself. I wanted to bring one friend, and they told me we cannot afford to have two Americans on this Pakistani platform. It would draw too much attention. So I bought my own ticket. I'm getting ready to fly, and I got three accountability partners from three different denominations in three states. And other than my wife and one board member, these are the five people in the world that knew I was going, and three of them. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. Another translation says safety. And uh, without the three knowing each other, nor the previous conversations, all three of them. One was a former colleague with Billy Graham. A second was a chaplain to members of Congress. And three was Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, who two weeks later after this council would be the first American and pastor in the country to be arrested for having church in the middle of the lockdown. Was he privately selling crack? No, he was serving Christ and having church. And he was arrested in the United States of America. So the three people all told me, no, no, no. And uh, in baseball, three strikes and somebody's out. And I had to read all this, like, this is interesting. All three of these are soul winners. All three of these are evangelists. All three of these are top shelf leaders. And for them to tell me to stay put, and Pastor Rodney texted me at midnight. He said, stay home. America's going to need help at home. And it was the only second time of my ministry I intentionally did not board a plane. And uh, that plane took off, and 20 hours into that flight, I was changing planes. I would have been Dakar on my way to Lahore, Pakistan. And it all made sense on that flight, had I been on there. Um, the COVID hit, uh, two weeks, slow the curve, go home. And the President of the United States suspended all travel from the east. And I would have been stuck in the Middle East for a while in an airport. The crusade never happened. And God was just trying to have me stay at home. Um, having said all of that, one word, why in the world would you risk it all to go? And it's the cover of my book, Urgency. And by the way, I want to thank you, Cass, for endorsing it 
It just came out two weeks ago on Amazon, and praise the Lord, it's the number one new release on Amazon for all of Christianity and evangelism. And, and feel free to go there and grab your copy tonight. I really believe, Kaz, people like you and I, those who had a backbone in 2020 are the ones still behind the microphone tonight. Yes. Um, those of us who stepped up our game by faith are the ones worth listening to, not those sitting on the couch in fear. Oh, my, my. By the way, my listening friend, you need to know January 6th, we all know what happened on January 6th. So that week I was in Washington, D.C., and thereabout, and uh, Frank and I had much communication one with another. We had an opportunity to see some venues and events, and... uh, and God had each of us doing our special things. I was sent yeah. there by the churches of San Diego County and uh, Cape Praise uh, and um, Godspeed Magazine. And so I tracked everything that I did on January 6th. And Frank uh, has some interesting stories. We may or may not get into that. Some of it may be in the book. But my listening friend, you need to know we've made a decision, and I trust that many of our listening friends are making that decision. We need to know God's heart cry know his word and make our stand right now because this is not one of those times to prepare for the future that future is now and we need to make our stand right frank oh absolutely and um yeah you and i count up on the national Mall when franklin graham played the, the, the trip before and on this one because of my proximity to washington i just felt like the lord was saying you know you just stay home and sit this one out yes. but in my heart we definitely we're kind of watching what was going on, but um, having said that, the, this cover hourglass, I, the reason I did that is, you know, I love the Rolex. Uh, it's an amazing piece of art, but it, it's just maybe a bad representation of time. People yeah. may think, what in the world are you talking? When you look at the hourglass, um, it reminds us rich or poor, black or white, Republican, Democrat, agnostic or born-again believer that at least one day will run out. By, by the way, uh, my friend, he, he's referring to the cover of his book, which is an hourglass with only correct. a few grains of sand left in the correct. top, about ready to dump into the bottom. So in, we, in case you didn't understand his reference yeah. to the hourglass and thank you for the, the Rolex watch, yeah. it, it's yeah. and go to, the time go to, frame that we're in. Shelton.com, you can see the cover or go to Amazon, but you know, the, the the Rolex is beautiful, but it's it's amazing that the second hand on the Rolex is unique, unlike any other, because the second hand does not skip or hesitate like every other watch in the world. Whether we're talking Breitling, Casio, Seiko, every watch second hand skips. The, the Rolex is perpetual motion. It never stops. And that's a beautiful piece of art, but it's not best reflection of time. Now, I may get sued, and I'm not a hater. I'm just telling you it's misleading to think I got forever. Billy Graham never made fun of anyone, my former boss. He was up in age. He was about 79. On a rare occasion, opposed to being front and center behind the pulpit, he's in the crowd, and he's listening to a young preacher right out of Bible college. Everyone had high hopes for this young man, and um, a local pastor was sitting in the crowd with Dr. Graham, beaming ear to ear, and as this young gun was preaching, he leaned over to the revered reverend, the most famous evangelist since the Apostle Paul, and whispered to my former boss with excitement, what do you think of this one? We think he's going to make it big in the ministry, and Billy, on a rare occasion, who never spoke bad about anyone, whispered he'll never make it. And they looked at him perplexed and thinking, wow, the great Billy Graham actually said something negative about someone. And they whispered, Dr. Graham, do you detect a moral failure? 
And Dr. Graham responded, he'll never make it because there's no urgency when he speaks. And see, a lot of pastors, Kaz, have preached as if they had 30 years to make a point, but the evangelists usually got 30 minutes to make a point. My, my. But when they went from jokes to Jesus, when Dr. Graham invited folks to come, they didn't hesitate. Not only did they walk, I actually saw clips where they ran, because Dr. Graham realized if there was three points in his sermon, he knew that some nights he may not even get to the second point before Gabriel blew the horn and the Savior split the sky. And I'll say it again, but hell is too long to be wrong. And that's why we're so excited about this book. And if you only knew the backstory, you knew. But the spiritual warfare, you know, it's bad when your 12-year-old says, Daddy, Satan is not only going to throw the sink at you, I think he's going to throw the entire kitchen at you. Oh my. And, and, and during the lockdown, everyone was saying, hey, write a book. Well, in five weeks, Kaz, I typed... 235 pages in this book in five weeks. My, and there's a tremendous I mean, amount of story behind that. We've got to go to a break right now. Yeah. So this is a good place to uh, take a break because the, okay. the saga, literally a saga in writing this book, you know, you think God gives you a task to do, you do it, and then you go on about other things. But the enemy knows the danger in the things that God tells you to do, so you can expect some interference. And uh, this interference... Uh, turned out to be a good thing, and Frank's going to share that with you as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment when we talk about a, a book entitled Urgency and Frank Sheldon, Shelton. <laughs> Sorry, Frank, this happens all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> My friends, when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on k Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on k This is Pastor Jim Heidrich from Firewheel Church, and I declare over San Diego that the goodness of God is going to crash in on you with the weight of his glory because he's moving with compassion. Yes, you believe in Jesus, but Jesus believes in you, and I just affirm you in your call to greatness in Christ Jesus. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. I hope you're engaged in this conversation because it's going to uh, heat up, even though it seems to be very heated now, it's going to heat up beyond your belief because Frank is going to be revealing some things out of the pages of his book, but also out of the recollections of his heart that are going to blow your mind because we are in the thick of the most challenging times, I think, since uh, since uh, biblical history began because God is putting us in the place where we are in the thick of this crescendo. We need to make the right decisions, each and every single one of us. And I think Frank and Frank's book and Frank's heart cry uh, regarding the urgency attached to this time frame will stir you into discovering you and your calling and your relationship with God and determined to go all the way, whatever the cost. Frank Shelton, you you, you uh, began the conversation about the call to write this book, Urgency, and you began the writing and the research and things like that. And a number of things happened to, you know, in, in the world, you'd say these things are happening. It means negative things. That means I shouldn't do it. But from a Christian perspective, when the negative things happen, that means that you are over the enemy's target and he doesn't want you there. Frank Shelton. Amen. Well, I've learned, Kaz, when... When God is blessing, you can guarantee the devil's going to start messing. Um, but just because he's hitting doesn't mean you need to stop. And that's probably 
not only are you on the right track, um, you're heading towards the promised land. And, you know, when God guides, he provides. And uh, I, uh, so we typed 235 pages in five weeks. And when I tell you I was reading it as I was writing it, that would be true. I remember in college, if I had an entire semester to write a 17-page paper, it overwhelmed me. And to think that we typed 235 <laughs> in five weeks, it was the Lord. And But I knew it was too good, just like I called it that the event with Daryl Strawberry wouldn't happen. Um, I mean, I just knew it was something was amiss. And in three successive Saturdays, my dad and I were together. I'm on a two-lane bridge separating two states from Maryland and Virginia. It's 200 feet up in the air above the water. It's two miles long. And it's the Saturday before the 4th of July. My dad and I are in a car. And on top of the bridge, my car died the Saturday before the 4th of July, tying up a two-lane bridge that's two miles long between two states. Couldn't get a tow truck up there. And an hour and a half later, when we finally got it to the other side in the other state, we got a tow truck and got a couple bottles of water. It's 100 degrees. And I get the receipt. It's $6.66 for the couple bottles of water. And I'm like, I know Satan, you've been teasing me. (laughs) What I didn't know... My car got grounded that day, but the next day, because I didn't fly to Pakistan, we had already sent a sermon that I forgot about to Pakistan. They aired it to 100 million homes in Pakistan. But where Satan grounded me Saturday in my car, we were taking back the airwaves in Pakistan the next day. Oh my! When God is blessing, the devil's going to be messing. My car's still in the shop, and my son and I drive a 1,000 miles two days later to Tampa, Florida. And I come from a Baptist background, but that's irrelevant. I'm just on Team Jesus. But I had the honor to preach to my good friend, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown in Tampa, Florida, who was just arrested for having church. So the first Saturday, after 235 pages with that book, My Car Dies, I preached 4th of July for Pastor Rodney. And I'm not normally so bold, but uh, we were praying for Governor Gavin Newsom, your governor, but respectfully, I was also calling him out in love. I mean, his wineries were open, but the churches were closed. Come on. And um, I, I was bold. I was biblical. But when you're biblical, you can be bold. Yes. And I got off the platform. They said, wow, that was amazing. And by the way, we just aired it live on DirecTV to 65 million homes. And I'm thinking, wow, I guess I'm glad you told me after. There was no room to get nervous. But <laughs> the interesting thing is, as I get off the platform, my son and I drive a 1,000 miles back the next day. I drove 2,000 miles in three days to preach the Word. And we got some friends that couldn't drive 10 miles to a local Bible-believing church. So I get home. Microsoft Edge started downloading something on my computer. I see some files misconstrued. I had a sinking feeling in my heart. And would you believe the only file missing, my 235-page book was deleted. The first Saturday, my car is dead. The second Saturday, the book is dead, and it's gone. And the third Saturday, I felt like my best friend died, and I'm grieving, and I knew it was too good to be true. The book was supposed to come out last October, and the interesting thing is the next Saturday, I'm in T-shirt, shorts, barefoot, 7 a.m., and the Lord said, go out and walk. I took one step out of my house, Kaz. I cut myself on my left foot, and I was getting ready to put on my tennis shoes to walk. And I thought my son had maybe left a toy or something sharp. And 
it was actually a four-foot coiled snake, and he was in the garage, and he bit me taking one step out of my house. So in three Saturdays, I got a car that's dead, a book that's dead, and I'm looking at it, and I either got a dead snake or a dead altar, and at 7 a.m., everything looks poisonous. Praise God, it wasn't poisonous. But the crazy thing is, I mean, I went through hell to deliver this book on heaven, and where it was polar opposite, where it was so easy the first time, uh, the October deadline went by, the election went by, but I wanted to be pro-Jesus more than pro-Trump. You know, I really believe, you know, people are looking for the return of Trump. You'd do better to listen to the sound of the trumpet. Um, you know, some people are putting their trust in Biden when it needs to be the Bible. Some people are looking up to Harris when they need to look up to heaven. Um, even the Trump gets trumped by the triune God. See, we're so busy playing checkers, we got to get back to the chess table. Checkers is temporal. Chess is eternal. And see, the real battle has is at the chess table. We're so busy comparing, is it Kobe or LeBron in L.A.? Is it Michael Jordan, you know, or was it Dr. J back in the day? Is it Whitney Houston or is it Mariah Carey? Is it the Beatles or is it Elvis? Is it Auburn or Alabama? I mean, I know pastors with doctor degrees would rather talk about War Eagle or Roll Tide than Roll Jesus. We're stuck at the checkers table. We need to get back to the chess table. So having said all of that, and he's at the chess table, I'm glad you asked. It's the Lord versus Lucifer. It's Satan versus the Savior. And you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. This whole thing is a diversion. You know, we've been worshiping the NFL. And by the way, the NFL is not National Football League. It means not for long. So, (laughs) yeah, here today and gone tomorrow. Someone also asked Billy Graham what was the greatest surprise of his life. And he lived to be 99. He said the brevity of life, you know, here one moment and gone the next. Jesus said, today's the day of salvation. But the interesting thing is, and so November rolled around, December rolled around. I was stuck in molasses, um, quicksand. I, I just couldn't get traction. But once we got rolling, um, I can now see God's hand in it because I've learned so much more from the vaccine uh, to Dr. Fauci and Gates, the globalist agenda, depopulation, I even added 40 pages on the secret society. Uh, The Illuminati is real. The deep state is real. Uh, Freemasonry can be a problem at the top tier. As you know, 33-degree Masons, 30 to 33 is not only dark, it gets demonic quick. Yes. And and more than ever, you know, we don't need the occult. We need to get back to the gospel. Yes. And uh, the Illuminati has nothing on the illumination of the light of the world. Oh, my, my. You know, 777 Trump 666. Anytime. Absolutely. My listening friend, I, I hope you're engaged by what Frank is saying. You can tell he's an evangelist. He co- commands attention, and then he moves on, and he... Uh, he he uh, stirs a level of commitment or um, interest, and then from that, he makes you ask yourself the question, which is a vital question, where do I go from here? So we're enjoying our little conversation, but it's going to go quickly from the conversation into the deep stuff. He already mentioned a number of the things that his book is going to be dealing with. We're going to deal with those in the next segments. Uh, why don't you give me one more an opportunity for uh, people to find out about your book, who, why, what, where, when, and how, and then we will take a break. Frank Shelton. Yeah. Well, thank you, Taz. You can go to frankshelton.com. The first thing you'll see is the uh, the book. You can read uh, some endorsements, and it will take you straight to Amazon, or go to Amazon, 
click in the word urgency, type in Frank Shelton, and once again, it's humbling, but it's the number one new release for Christianity, and I'm just, uh, I'm believing it's going to touch a lot of hearts. I believe it will be a game changer for some and a life changer for others. Okay. My listening friend, I, I hope you're engaged in this conversation. Frank's going to go through some of the chapters of the book, and they are awe-inspiring, but they're also eye-opening, and they're also something that you need to be aware of that's going on in this world, because, you know, God's got a plan, and that plan has to, has to, has to include you and I, His Church. And if we do not rise to the occasion, ooh, I, I don't want to be one that looks back and go, you know, I had an opportunity to do this, and I missed my mark. We don't want to be there. So Frank Shelton is going to give us some insight about what's going on behind the scenes in this world from the pages of his book called Urgency, and then we're going to come to the conclusion that you and I, we need to do what God has called us to do. Frank Shelton and I will discuss this more when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the last segment of the first hour. We've got two hours with Frank Shelton, and uh, we're going to need him because he's going to expose some things that you had a sense about in your heart of hearts, but you weren't really too sure about it. But the pages of his book and his experience are going to help confirm some things that you sensed in your heart and mind and soul. And then the question is, what do we do about these things? Frank Shelton, uh, we are so thrilled that you have joined us and having an opportunity to tell us a little bit about your wonderful book called Urgency. And I'm going to hand the baton back to you because I know you want to dig into some of these uh, uh, chapters because I'll tell you what, I, and let me, let me give you this encouragement, Frank. Do not mince words. I want you to go between the eyes right into the mind and the heart of our listeners because we need to know the things that are going on in this world so that we can be po- properly equipped to hear God's voice and obey and obey quickly. Frank Shelton. Yeah, well, so first of all, let me just read the endorsement you gave the book because it really blessed me. We've mm. been friends, goodness, probably f- almost 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Kaz, and we've done a lot of tag teaming and your words been a lot. Um, Quote, if you are a sincere pursuer of truth, you and renowned author evangelist Frank Shelton have a lot in common. His newest book entitled Urgency will attest to that. Like Frank, the Lord has likely been giving you growing levels of awareness about the urgent signs of the times. This new book will help inspire you and sharpen your focus last of the last days. If you are not a believer in the soon-coming Messiah, but you sense things are awry in the world, Frank's scripture-filled book, Urgency, will be more important for you. His crisp and distinctive storytelling will captivate your mind and help you make sense of the senseless events unfolding before your very eyes. Read it, become activated in the Christ role for you today. This is your time, and this should be your next read, Kaz Taylor. So, buddy, I just want to tell you, thank you, thank oh. you, thank you. I'm going to uh, call an audible, if you will. Um, sure. I've been doing a lot of, you know, so we both know that Satan is an imposter. I'm a huge Elvis fan. I saw Elvis twice in concert at age five, the summer he died in 77. My dad's friend was a bodyguard for seven years with Elvis, and he was a pallbearer at Elvis Presley's funeral. Let me, um, Satan, the, I won't even be polite because there's nothing polite about that slimy snake, but Satan 
is an Elvis impersonator, but he's not the king. Can I get an amen? <laughs> he's a copycat. He, he's oh. a Xerox machine. He, 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 he can't create anything other than chaos and confusion. Um, if there was a calculator, Satan can only divide, but the Lord still adds and subtracts. Oh, I, mean, I love it, Frank. lad's lunch and feed 5,000. He's a wannabe, but he's not the winner. And so when I think of Satan, we know he took a third of the angels. So let me park the car here. If you look on the back of your iPhone, um, you know, the chunk in the apple, the Holy Spirit told me 20 years, please don't tell me that they have made a brand off the fall of man. And, you know, that appears to be the case. Yes. The first advertising for Apple, it literally said, take a bite and Apple. They spelled it B-Y-T-E, computer bites. But Kaz, the first PR campaign, the first Apple computer in a magazine, it sold for $666. They didn't even try to hide it. My. And see, it wasn't the apple in the tree. It was the pear on the ground that wrecked it for humanity. <laughs> oh, my, my. And even Satan was basically saying, you know, if you just take this, you'll be like God. Well, he was being deceitful in the garden, and all these years later, a lot of people are falling for his own trick. This is a whole other sermon, but let's just jump straight at it. Revelation 18 says, in the last days, a sorcery will deceive the globe. The word sorcery in Greek is where we get the word pharmakia, which is the word pharmaceutical and pharmacy. And I just say this in love, I really believe that COVID-19 is the vaccine, the sorcery, the pharmaceutical that has deceived the globe. When you have pastors and politicians and so-called physicians telling you, take this, you know, I, I won't name a name, but a major ministry name said, quote, Jesus would have taken the vaccination. No, I don't think Jesus would have consulted the Surgeon General. You know, you either believe he heals the lepers or you don't. Number two, you know, the other thing is, is someone even went as far to say, if you haven't taken the vaccine, quote, it may be too late for you. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is I just want to encourage folks, you know, we've almost replaced salvation and this vaccination. And according to the CDC, the COVID-19 is not even a genuine vaccination. So they were forcing you to take something with a 99% survival rate. And I know this is a political, personal decision. I'm not trying to beat anyone one way or the other. But when they're already telling you advance, you may not be able to go into stores. You may not be able to fly on an airplane. You may not be allowed to go to the library. What, you know, I said last March, the mass today would lead to a mark tomorrow. If you can't go into the store... You won't be able to buy from the store. I'm not saying right now that this is the mark of the beast, but I am telling you this. It is related, and it is a fact that the patent on this COVID vaccine, a cryptocurrency inside, it's literally patent number 060606. That's right. By the Gates Foundation, please. The yes. gate, you know, and the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. So do the math. You know, you see, this is coincidental. All those words in the Bible are coincidental with the things that are going on now. God wrote the Bible. These, you know, God knows how to, you know, He can say things uh, abstractly or between the eyes, and you go, no, oh, that's too much of a coincidence. And ask yourself, no. you're talking about God here and what He, you know, how He communicates with His kids. Frank, yeah. you sent something to me. 
and this really ties in with what you were just talking about as far as, uh, you know, the, you know, the jabberwocky and all these other things. Um, and this is a potential terror threat by the um, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Do you want to, can you speak just briefly about this? Uh, is this valid? Is this real? The thing that I just saw coming through uh, on uh, my research, and I think you're the one who sent it to me. Is this real? The Department of Homeland Security and some uh, warning proclamations about terror threats and how this impacts us? Yeah, it, it was today on the Homeland Security, it said potential terrorist threats, quote, opposition to COVID measures. Um, if you've ever once claims of election fraud, believe Trump could be reinstated. Uh, if you observe religious holidays or the 9-11 anniversary, you could automatically be on a watch list or deemed a terror threat. I was watching in 1998 a movie in a theater by myself with uh, starring Will Smith and Gene Hackman and John Voight. It was called Enemy of the State. You may yes. recall it. And I it do. was an American running for his life, not in a communist country in these United States of America, his own government was chasing him, and Kaz, the hair on my forearm stood up like Don King's hair. <laughs> and I'm in a theater by myself in 1998, 21 years ago. Um, well, excuse me, it was a little bit longer than that, but it was over two decades ago, and the Holy Spirit said, that's going to be some of you Christians and concerned citizens one day. In the last days, good will be called evil, and I believe patriots and preachers and just public citizens with a heartbeat for God and country would be indeed called and I'm an enemy of the state, and that's where we're at now. Yes. Um, my, my mom's birthday is the 4th of July. I, I was born President's Day weekend. My son was born Inauguration Day. My father protected eight United States presidents. Uh, you'd probably be hard-pressed to find someone that loves the red, white, blue as much as you and I. But who would have thought in these last days that loving God and country would be considered hate speech? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the Lord told me five years ago three things. They said, number one, that um, it wasn't the Confederate flag. It was the red, white, and blue. It was a diversion. But there are a lot of people, even in our government, making big bucks who actually despise these United States of America. Number two, the Holy Spirit told me a couple years ago before the pandemic that one day the soul winners would be called murderers. And once this intentionally released virus from the East, and that's what it was, the globalists, and out of Wuhan, when it was released, they called us the super spreaders. They labeled us and libeled us as soul winners are now the murderers. Yes. And now you can make an argument that a lot of well-known doctors are saying it's actually the fully vaccinated that are the super spreaders, but I'm not out to hurt anybody. No. But the Lord told me that it would be the red, white, and blue they're coming after, that soul winners would be called murderers. And when Rodney Howard Brown got arrested, the man preached in 85 countries, has led millions to Christ. Not one church member was infected in the hospital or died of COVID. And when they arrested him and TMZ put his mugshot last March, it said preacher wants to see congregation killed. It proved everything the Lord told me. And the third thing the Lord told me, and it's coming past now, that the patriots would be called unpatriotic for not taking the vaccination. We're going to talk and, more about these things, yeah. Frank. We'll get, get, we're up against a break here. You, can you believe the first hour is already gone? But my listening friend, I hope you can sense that things are bubbling here. But let me make a make a statement here. 
and if you've taken the you know the syringe or not that's not the issue right now the issue is our freedom to be able to do that and if Mm -hmm. god stirred you to do this there may be a reason behind that as well so this is not a doom and gloom for you if you love the lord and you hear his voice you have every reason to be excited about the things that are coming to pass frank shelton and i are going to talk more about these things but i guess you can tell just from the way he's posed this last segment that uh, we're about ready to open a book, of course, it's his book called Urgency, but it's also the big book of God's Word, and we're going to compare notes, and you're going to be amazed about the common denominators there and the things that are already in your heart that just need to be blown on. So Frank Shelton and I are going to huff and puff and blow the bad house down to release God's Holy Spirit in and through you when Frank Shelton and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Time to get off your couch and back to church. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer. Kaz here with Frank Shelton. Uh, Frank, Frank is a rem- remarkable guy. Uh, experience in, on Capitol Hill uh, in with the conservatives and the liberals, the Democrats and the Republicans for many years. And his dad is one of the key leaders of the Capitol Police. There's tremendous insights going on there that, that uh, Frank has some insights on, and five years with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and a world-renowned, actually, uh, he's blushing now, I can just sense it, but uh, evangelist, and he's called to change lives from the inside out. So, uh, Frank, I want to pass the baton back to you, but could you bear with me while I do just a little business here, Frank, and then I'll hand the baton to you? Yes, sir, please. Well, my friends, I like to keep abreast of what's going on in San Diego County, and I like to forewarn you or encourage you about these things so you can put them on your calendar. And this event is no different. There's a local concert outdoors. It's called the uh, Bayside Gospel Concert aboard the U.S. You know, USS Midway. You, you know the Midway. Uh, that's a remarkable ship and the great history behind that. But this is a group who's, who have been friends with, of mine for some time, Leonard Thompson and uh, Walter Coe and Shell B and so many others tied to God Radio Gospel on Demand Radio. They'll be presenting this concert aboard the USS Midway uh, this uh, Saturday, the twenty eighth. The twenty eighth of August is from seven thirty to ten o'clock. Uh, the Bayside concert uh, aboard the USS Midway celebrates first responders. First responders. They're uh, benefiting uh, mandate project for youth and youth training programs. So you, when you get involved in that, you're going to be helping youth and youth training programs. Tickets are on sale now at only $20 per ticket. Buy a ticket online, visit kprz.com, and look for local concerts outdoors, the outdoors, the Bayside Gospel Concert aboard the USS Midway. Frank Sheldon, you, you've begun your stories, and uh, as they say, Sherlock Holmes vernacular, You've unleashed the hounds. 
<laughs> so uh, wow. where, where would you like to take this? You know, you're not a guest well, on the show, Frank. You're a co-host, so well, you have that an, privilege. Uh, it's an honor, brother. And, uh, you know, speaking of Midway, uh, my, my father, one of my favorite pictures downstairs in the house is uh, my dad and Bob Hope together when he came to the U.S. Capitol. And he definitely had a heart for USO and, uh, you know, encouraging the troops and morale and um, and I just love San Diego, and I love the people there. And, and I, I have to say, that's probably the shortest runway I've ever seen coming into the <laughs> I mean, it seems like my friends at the beach could almost touch the wheels when that thing comes in. But I, I'm just thrilled to hear about that gospel. And, you know, I, if we've ever needed prayer and praise, it's now. And you guys Speed. live up to that. But for, but for whatever it's worth, it's getting harder and harder to fly. And um, I know they're trying to silence uh, truth-tellers and people, you know, who stand tall for Christ of the Constitution, but I, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'd be honored to come uh, not only lift morale, but I'd love to preach in San Diego, whether it be indoors or outdoors. Uh, we even have access to a 2,000-seat tent. I mean, Dr. Graham got famous in 49 in Los Angeles, and I'm not trying to get famous, but I'm trying to finish faithful. And if there's a way that we could uh, be a blessing someone, a businessman or a concerned Christian or a clergy, just go to frankshelton.com and I will pay my own way out there. I just believe we need to be a blessing everywhere. But if San Diego calls, I'm on the next flight. Thank you. Um, let me throw something at you, Kaz. Um, and this wasn't in the notes for completely. I usually wear cufflings back in the day on the hill because I'm usually off the cuffs. So I'll just take <laughs> the invisible French cuffs. But I... um. I was in Orange County, California, last February 2020, preaching revival, and uh, for my good friend Danny Daniels, he was best man at Rick Warren's wedding, and I'm preaching in Orange County the last night, and I'm watching television in the hotel, and Kobe Bryant is memorial services in Los Angeles. A lot of people don't know that the Kobe had a pending court case against a big pharma when the helicopter went down. And, um, you know, there's just so much interesting things, but these are facts. So let me throw this. So when we talked about Satan as an impersonator, the more I've been digging in my book, I have a whole chapter called Secret Societies. And sometimes, see, Satan used to hide in the dark, but we're so late in the game. He's so arrogant that sick, slimy serpent is boasting to show his cards in broad daylight. Yes, But the Bible says pride comes before the fall, and Satan's days are numbered. But Kobe was the third all-time leading scorer in NBA, and LeBron James was on his heels. And this is a fact. When Kobe last game, he took a jumper over a guy. His last shot, not counting a free throw, was over an opponent wearing 41. Well, I didn't think anything of that. Um, when they took him out of the game, there's 4.1 seconds left on the clock when they gave him a 10-minute standing ovation when he retired. So he shoots a jumper over a guy wearing 41. They pull him out not at four seconds, not at five seconds. The clock clearly says 4.1 seconds when he came out. He was 41 years old when he died, so let me park the car here. Kobe Bryant's the third all-time leading scorer, and four years in advance, Comedy Central South Park showed a cartoon that Kobe Bryant would not die of old age, would not die of cancer, would not die in his sleep, would not die in a Ferrari, would not die in a yacht, would not die in a Gulfstream. It showed in advance predictive programming that Kobe would die in a helicopter. 
the end, the show was called End of Days, and it literally was the eighth episode of the season. Kobe started out wearing eight. It was his jersey number. He finished with 24. It said in the show when he would die in a helicopter, now four years before he passed, it said that you will lose on the road, but you can't come home. And they were playing the Philadelphia 76ers after he retired. And the interesting thing is when LeBron and the Lakers came to Philly, they indeed lost on the road to Philly the night that LeBron beat Kobe's record. Kobe went from number three to four all-time leading scorer. And in the occult numerology in China, four means death. The very next day, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter. So his last jumper shooting over a guy wearing 41, they take him out with 4.1 seconds left. He's 41 when he dies. And the next morning, when him and his daughter just came out of Catholic mass, they get on a helicopter. They left John Wayne Airport at 9.06 a.m. California time. Google it. It's all there in the police report. He's in the air in the helicopter for 41 minutes when it crashed. And Cabalas, California, and numerology spells 41. My, my, my. And the occultic, even when you look at the compass of the Freemasonry, it's numbers and ordinances. See, the occult uses numbers and symbols where you and I and the rest of the world speak in words. And, you know, it breaks for me. I was a chaplain. This would have been my third Olympics. We did the London in 2012, Rio in 2016. And I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. And, and um, Kobe was amazing. But sports world keeps all numbers. And it's interesting that the night Kobe Bryant scored 81, it's a documented fact. It was a 666 career game in the NBA. Oh, my. Um, even even the logo on the side of the helicopter and his shoes was the Baphomet. I didn't realize it then, but under close inspection, it's the goat head. It's oh the satanic. And and so it it breaks my heart, but I'm convinced there's an anointing cast for the Christian, but the devil, because he's a counterfeit, you know, Lucifer not only insinuates he's the light when he's a loser, but I believe there's a demented anointing for those who are misguided. Oh, my, my. We, we, we have to stop because there's a commercial break coming up here. But my listening friend, you know, you know, who wrote the book of Numbers? God's kids. So God really is a, a he, not, he not only knows numbers, he created them. So the enemy is trying to do these things to emulate God. He wants to be like the Most High. And uh, so he, you know, and numerology is one of the things that he uses against God's kids. But God is going to use a number 777 against his 666, and the good guys win. We're going to talk more about those things when Frank Shelton and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. Kaz here with Frank Shelton, my co-host, uh, East Coast, West Coast, meet together and uh, influence everybody in between and Hawaii and Alaska. So, Frank, I'm going to hand the baton to you. You've, um, you've successfully change the script around. I'm I'm joking with you here because I told you you have that freedom to do this and so I want you to to ask Holy Spirit where you want 
where he wants you to take this because, as I said to you, I, I no holds barred from what you have to say. And my listening friend, we're talking uh, in particular about a book called Urgency that has been freshly penned by Frank Shelton, but has been penned for a long time by Holy Spirit. So, Frank Shelton, where would you like to go with this? Because I know you're about ready to open some more of the pages of the book. And my listening friend, pay close attention. Frank? Yeah, I appreciate that. Let me just hit you with two more things about Kobe, because um, I actually was speaking in Nicaragua, and uh, an ambassador was at the table, and the mayor of Managua actually showed me his phone as I was getting ready to be the keynote speaker that Kobe had passed. Uh, Number two, um, my fellow Olympic chaplains actually got pictures and to minister with Kobe in 2012 in London. And number three, uh, we had heard a verbal commitment. My friend uh, for 25 seasons was the chaplain of the Boston Celtics, and he's now still a chaplain, the dean of the NBA. And we were actually bringing a basketball team to Nicaragua, and we were going to have the honor to play the current Nicaragua team with retired NBA ballers. And the word on the street that Kobe was either asked or was insinuating he was coming. So I, I really felt like we had like um, something there. So when he passed, you know, I just couldn't help but thinking, good night, there has to be more to it than this. And um, so and there was. Kobe, yeah. Well, yes. And when Kobe died, he died the night before the Grammys. Whitney Houston died the night before the Grammys. And what I've learned with the occult the Illuminati and the devil, they will make you and they will break you. They will take you up and they will laugh when they bring you down. See, the Super Bowl halftime and the Grammys is to what Easter Sunday and Christmas morning is to the Christian. And the bigger the stage. And when Whitney died, Whitney Houston, they could have used any picture of her and they actually showed her on a crucifix as if she was a blood sacrifice and the bigger the star, the bigger the sacrifice. See, we're either under the blood of the lamb or the blood of the beast, the blood of the lamb that shed his blood to take away the sins of the world. See, Jesus gave his life and shed his blood that we could be free without the shedding of blood. There is no remission of sin. See Jim Jones and Jesus, both names start with J, but Jones is a cult. And Jesus is the Christ. See, Jim Jones would have the audience drink the Kool-Aid, and the crowd dies, and the leader went free. But Christ is not a cult. Jesus drank the bitter cup. The leader died, and the followers could go free. Oh, my friend. See, I'm going to stick with Jesus, who stuck on the cross. And so what I was told about Kobe, so when I told you I'm preaching in Orange County, California, February 2020, this is where I bring it all back. The front page of that L.A. paper, Kobe Bryant died. I already knew that. Memorial service today at Staples Center. That's the top left-hand column of that California paper. The top right, same day, February 2020. Coronavirus sweeping across America looking for a cure. Now, this is two weeks before I go home and slow the curve in March. They're telling me that the word Kobe in Greek, excuse me, Hebrew, when it's translated to Google Translate back to English, Kobe through Google Translate from Hebrew to English, spells COVID, C-O-V-I-D. And if you Google tonight, Kev, and see where Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna are buried, it's Corona, Del Rey, California. Oh, my. He's buried in Corona, 
Delray, California. If the name comes out as COVID and he's buried in Corona, was the devil and the demons using Kobe as a huge sacrifice? Was it going to be indicative of the hundreds of thousands who would die behind him by an intentionally released virus that was to cripple the country, destroy the Constitution, throw out a sitting president, America lose their superpowers, and see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds die because globalist middle name is death and depopulation. Oh my, my, my listening friend, I, this is time for me to interject here. You know, you, you, you've heard the term uh, conspiracy theorists, you know, and, you know, tin hat, aluminum hat wearers and things like that. The only thing different between what is happening right now and a conspiracy theorist is the fact that this is not a theory. The things that are going on right now are not theoretical. They are actually happening. And, you know, the Bible says when the enemy knows he has a little time left, he, he's going to put some stuff out there that could even confuse or uh, cause the very saints of God to stumble if God didn't cut the time shorter. So we are in the—I th- don't care where you believe we are eschatologically, but we are in the thick of times that we need to arise to God's occasion. And the enemy is not—you know, he, he has devious ways, and he uses numbers and number uh, combinations such as 666, for example, to uh, communicate his prowess and those of us who have a sense about those things, we go, warning, warning, Will Robinson. <laughs> so be prepared. Uh-huh. And also, but listen to the things that Frank says and weigh and pray. And then listen to the Holy Spirit yeah. and then obey and obey quickly. Frank? Amen. Yeah, the Lord's not the author of confusion, um, although that's Satan's middle name. Number two, Noah was a conspiracy theorist. Until it started to rain. Yes, yes, yes. He had never yes. seen rain when he was building a boat. Number three, the word conspiracy theorist actually is a term that was coined in 1967 by the Central Intelligence Agency. Say that again. This is so, I, I've researched this as well. Say that again. And listen closely to what Frank is saying. Is it possible that we're, we have been duped big time? Go ahead, we Frank. Have. Yeah, so keep in mind, and my dad graduated from the FBI, so we're not a bunch of Fruit Loops in the basement eating Cheetos and saying, let's just have some fun throwing stuff on the wall and see if it sticks. you got to keep in mind, my family has 150 years of not only presidential protection all the way back to Lincoln, but we come from a long line of D.C. detectives. And my grandfather was the chief of detectives for all of Washington, D.C., and my dad was the assistant chief of the United States Capitol Police. So these are thought-out things. The word conspiracy theorist was coined by the CIA in 1967 because thinking, God-loving Americans did not believe what the government told them how John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 63. A lot of people believe the CIA had a hand in killing the charismatic Democratic president in downtown Dallas. And the irony is what we accuse others is usually where we're guilty. And they began to debunk them, destroy them, and harass them. But when really the truth tellers were on their tail, they were a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Wait a minute, Frank. Are you telling me that the, the, the ones who were making a stand against the things, the evil things that were being done became known as conspiracy theorists and those who were actually against goodness and exactly what's going on in the world today right now, the people that have embraced the Judeo-Christian values are being identified as the bad guys. Uh, do you think the same Correct. spirit of uh, evil uh, yeah. is penetrating us today? Wake up, Absolutely. my listening friend. 
wake up, Frank. Yeah. And, and by the way, Rip Van Winkle woke up a long time ago, so you're allowed to get up too. Where's that? <laughs> <Delta Manita Miller? laughs> but, 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 you know, the interesting thing is, Kaz, is, you know, the fact is, is that um, truth tellers are not only under the microscope, you know, they're trying to, to make them extinct. You know, in 1988, the first Die Hard with Bruce Willis is a great example. Steve Urkel's father from Family Matters was the jovial African-American off-duty sergeant. He's grabbing Twinkies in the midnight hour, and he hears a call at Nakatomi Tower that a terrorist is going on the roof. And he goes by and surveillances and doesn't see anything, getting ready to roll out. Bruce Willis throws a chair with the terrorist, smashes it, so the Twinkies go everywhere. He throws it in reverse, and it's the scariest night of his career. And then he has a holy hunch that that's a cop on top of that, and his name's Bruce Willis, and other than Rambo, it was the biggest blockbuster that year. Yes. Number two, the, the sergeant, the African-American, says, I think the terrorists are shooting out the lights. And his own deputy chief rolled his eyes, thinking, well, you know, I know he's a sergeant, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. And sure enough, the terrorists were shooting out the lights. They did that in 88 and Die Hard. They've been doing it since the lockdown. They are shooting out the lights today. They are oh kicking off the president from social, regardless of party, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or indifferent. If they can kick off the president of the United States, they can kick off the preacher and normal citizens. Number two, pastors with a spine, pastors who fear God more than government, pastor with a bone. They have been silencing them, suppressing them, lawsuits against them, kicking them off YouTube, never allowed on Twitter. You know, these are not conspiracy theories. This is a reality. Yes. And if you tell the truth and if you stand for integrity, they want to take you out. They yes, took yes. out the lights in 88 and they're trying to do it again tonight. My so friend, we will not be silent. Absolutely. We've got 60 seconds in this segment. So how would you like to close this? I'll tell you what. <clears throat> how are you and Ronald Reagan doing? You doing OK with Ronald? Well, I didn't think you'd ask. Well, (laughs) Frank is an impersonator. We've used him for a number of other things as well. So in in the uh, likeness of Ronald Reagan, would you spend the last 60 seconds of this uh, uh, segment and uh, give a word of wisdom from Ronald Reagan, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Frank Sheldon? Well, yes. You know, Kaz, I'm calling in from heaven. The aerial view is, well, second to none. I'm sending you a postcard, and by the way, Nancy says hi, but we'll wish you were here. I really believe the Lord is coming back soon, and you will be here sooner rather than later. Kaz, in this last fleeting moments, I love America. And when I think of, well, the last four letters of American, it reminds me and you that I can, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We were always that city on a hill, but more than ever, we need to not only uphold the red, white, and blue, but we need to remember the red blood of Jesus, because soon and very soon, it's not going to matter if you were, well, a conservative or a Democrat. All it's going to be mattered where you're right to stand before a holy God. America Well, she's one thing, but Christ, I'm staring at him now. Well, he's everything. God bless you, and God bless America. My, my, my. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Thank you, Frank Shilton. Frank and I will be right back. 
You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Judy Ross, co-pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you, you are the southwest gate of this nation. And through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. I told you it was going to get uh, hot and heavy going on on this radio broadcast. One thing you need to know, the Salem Media Group uh, is basically a leader, a broadcast leader in in uh, radio and, and for conservative talk and also Christian uh, broadcasting. So we have made a de- dedication that we are going to communicate the truth and uh, make our stand for godliness because that's who we are at Salem Media uh, Group and Salem Media Group San Diego in particular um, and uh, Steve Brodsky, my general manager, he has a real heart cry for truth as well. So uh, I'm compelled and have the freedom to be able to go right between the eyes on these things and give you some insights that perhaps you hadn't heard elsewhere. So we want you to stay with us on Cape Praise uh, and uh, listen to the things that are going on on this broadcast uh, throughout the days. Frank Sheldon, uh, I, I, I wanted to hand it back to you. We've got two segments left. And I'm not sure exactly where you want to take it. You know, I did a little bit of research recently about the Nuremberg Code done in 1947. We could talk a little bit about that, or we could talk other pages of your book. I'm going to hand it to you and take it wherever you will, Frank Shelton. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you again. And and I just, I love San Diego sincerely. And and I'm also thankful for Salem. And if you go to frankshelton.com, click the TV and radio link on the top right column. I'm blessed to be on Coast to Coast as well. We're linked with Salem Radio, um, and we're also on DirecTV and DISH multiple times during the week, and uh, we'd love to catch you in the air or in person. Um, I just want to share one thought, and and I do want to go to exactly what you talked about. I I want to hear you uh, share some insight as well. Um, But I really believe after the whole year, if there's one tagline that really hit me other than that God loves you with every fiber in my being, I know this to be true. Um, the vaccine was not made for COVID-19. COVID-19 was made to usher in the vaccine. It's the Trojan horse. They needed to find something to shut everything down. Number two, the first patient zero that arrived in U.S. soil was January 2020, Seattle Teepak Airport, and the same day that patient zero landed in Washington State was the same day in Washington, D.C., that the House Democratic leadership filed articles of impeachment against the President of the United States. And we're way past Trump. I'm listening for the trumpet. America was going to have to come off track, but I'm telling you this late in the game, we need to stop playing checkers and get focused at chess. Yes. The last year gave us a space of grace to see his face. 
Oh my. And Jesus may be Billy Graham, my former ball said many times, you may never have another opportunity like tonight to come to Christ. I wouldn't risk all the gold in Fort Knox and take it tonight and putting off Christ tonight because he could come tonight. And I'm just telling you, soon and very soon, the Lord is coming. And I just want to encourage folks, he's on his way. And, you know, I am just want to encourage the saints, be steadfast. You know, in every porta potty it will either say occupied or vacant. And if it's occupied, Cass, it usually stinks to high heaven because someone's in there taking care of business. But the Lord told me in the lockdown, what stinks to high heaven is not the church the past year, like Pastor Jack Ibbs in San Diego, who's been occupied, taking care of business. What stinks to the nostrils of the Nazarene is the church that's vacant. Oh, my. And they're basically playing it safe, opposed to preaching Jesus saves. Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith? He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves, especially in the last days. He said, occupy till I come. So I want to encourage you tomorrow, if I was willing to fly to Pakistan last year with the Taliban and me as target practice, please go to church tomorrow if the doors are open. And I say this in love, if you're at a church and the doors aren't open, you probably need to look for a new church. Because Christ said, could you stay awake with me this one hour? At the Garden of Gethsemane, when he sweated like drops of blood, he came to the disciples not once, not twice, three times. And can you just stay awake? Can you stay on post? Would you occupy till I come? And if a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day during the lockdown, I felt like the Lord said with tears to the Western church particularly, could you even stay awake? Are you going to continue to sit on the couch for a stimulus check? Are you going to honor me by faith? Are you going to let the devil get over on you fear? Well, the real Christians stand up, because if you have to wait for the gates, the government, or the globalists to tell you to go to church, because where we're failing, Kaz, a lot of these pastors are listening to the CDC when they need to listen to JC. And now I'm hearing <laughs> yes. them say, well, you know, we're listening to the WHO. No, try again. You need to remember who called you to preach. And I'm telling you, even if it means one day getting ushered to a concentration camp, I'm going to be standing, I'm going to be preaching, and I'm going to be praising. And I may lose my head, but Jesus will never leave my heart. My, my, you're exactly right. Take 30 seconds here, my evangelist friend, Frank Sheldon, and give people that are listening an opportunity to embrace the Lord for the first time or enhance their relationship. I'm going to give you, you know, half a minute to do that, and we'll talk very briefly about a few other things as we go to break. Would that be okay Praise with you, Lord. Evangelist yeah, Sheldon? I know well, it will be. It's, it's, it's my honor, and I just want to tell you, San Diego, God loves you. If, if, if San Diego, I have a postcard of San Diego on my refrigerator, but you know what? In heaven, God has your picture in his wallet. And I just want to tell you, Jesus just didn't die to save you. He's dying to commune with you. And if you've never trusted Christ, tonight's your night. Coming to Jesus is easy as the ABCs. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is the sinless Son of God. And see, confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Just whisper a simple prayer like this. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I'm I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I deserve hell. I deserve hell. But the Bible says. But the Bible says. Through grace and faith. 
through grace and faith. I can go to heaven. I can go to heaven. Not because I'm so good. Not because I'm so good. But Jesus alone is God. But Jesus alone is God. He died on the cross for me. He died on the cross for me. His red blood. His red blood. Covers my dark sin. Covers my dark sin. And makes it like new fallen snow. (sighs) And makes it like new fallen snow. Muhammad didn't die for me. Muhammad didn't die for me. Buddha didn't die for me. Buddha did not die for me. The Pope didn't die for me. The Pope didn't die for me. Jesus the Christ died for me. Jesus the Christ died for me. And because he died for me. And because he died for me. I want to live for him. I want to live for him. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I want to repent from my past. I want to repent from my past. And you arose on the third day. And you arose on the third day. Save my soul. Save my soul. I confess you as Lord. I confess you as Lord. And take me to heaven when I die. And take me to heaven when I die. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, if you prayed that prayer, welcome. The Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents. And God is rejoicing because he's saying, welcome home. And you're in the thick of challenging times right now, but you know something? God is in the middle of this, and you believe in God. He will give you instructions and embrace you, and you will not only be able to go through it mightily, but you will inspire others to do the same. Frank Shelton, join me for the last segment. I know because you've got some major things to talk about. We might have talked about the Nuremberg Code, but maybe not. Uh, We'll talk about it sometime on this show. But my listening friend, you need to know that you have made a remarkable decision. Go to church tomorrow. Go to a church that's open and preaching the gospel. And uh, let your heart be listening to what God has to say to you, but also through you. Frank Shelton and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, Frank Sheldon, I'll tell you, the the two hours go quickly when you've got uh, things to say, and you always have things to say. My listening friend, I I hope you enjoyed and are going to enjoy the closing thoughts of Frank Sheldon. He's a remarkable evangelist, uh, a tremendous amount of experience in Washington, D.C. for many purposes and been many, many places evangelizing people. And my friend, if you're familiar with the scripture that talks about God in these last days, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the earth and then the end will come. We're in those times right now and he is one of the ones who are going to be uh, doing this as are you in your own special way. So Frank, I'm going to give you the floor here to close this off. But before I do, I, I did mention the Nuremberg Code and that that I'm gonna in next week's show I'm gonna talk about it in greater detail. But in, in a nutshell, what the deal is here is one because of 1947, you know the the uh, Nazis uh, perpetrated mass killing of six million Jews and millions of others as well uh, in, in the Holocaust. Uh, this is not a United States code. This is a an international code, the Nuremberg Code, that says if you violate 
human rights in this way, you're culpable, you're culpable for it. And I'm not going to go into great detail right now, but my listening friend, the point of the matter is if you are alongside of the guys who are giving false information about the you know, vex a nation or if you're uh, any of these other, other things that are forcing people to go the wrong direction, you are culpable under the Nuremberg Code. We're going to talk about that next week. Frank, you'll be—you may want to even listen in next week, Frank, because um, I've discovered a person who was involved in the pharmaceutical and medical device business industry as an analyst for over 20 years, and uh, her she, her major clients included Fortune 500 leaders like Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, and other places. And she came to a realization that the things she was being told to say on their behalf were lies. And I'll tell you what, you've had this discovery in many ways as well. She's going to be on with me next week, and we're going to be talking about this. And my friend, you might want to make note that I will talk in greater detail about the Nuremberg Code then. But Frank, uh, and and I have some of that in my book as well. Yes. I'm going to hand it to uh, you. you. We've got about uh, six or seven minutes before the close of the show. Frank Shelton. Well, I appreciate it. And and, and the fact is, it's, I mean, not to scare, but we've got to preach it. The truth. Yes. Um, number one, you know, so when the King James came out in 1611, of course, that was way after Christ. But the bottom line is, it, Revelation's talking about those who don't accept the mark of the beast um, and don't bow to that new world order could be very well beheaded. And in those same rules that you talk about, you know, Revelation's talks about beheading. And I was told in warehouses across America, particularly Georgia, Montana, that we have thirty to 40,000 guillotines. And you would think, so why do we have guillotines on hand? Well, we're that late in the game. Uh, those who maybe one day do not take the mark, Revelations does mention those who would be beheaded, the saints. Uh, number two, um, it's interesting that the guillotine was not even made till 1634. So the Bible, once again, was prophesying of something that wasn't even implemented, and it is a fact, the last name of the man that installed the guillotine, his name was Guillotine, and he's a 33-degree mason. We were up against an agenda of death. So when you're here and trust the government or trust the science, I would encourage you to do better to trust the Savior. That's right. If the dead center of the Bible is Psalm 118.8, 38,000-plus verses, the dead center of the Bible is Psalm 118.8. We ate at a Japanese restaurant tonight. If we would have ate at a Chinese restaurant, there's a thing I love called the fortune cookie. And if you were to crack open the fortune cookie, you would get a sermon and a sentence. And this would have been it. Psalm 118.8, the dead center of God's word. Better to put your trust in God than put your trust in man. I'm telling you, the government, we have some of the best and some of the absolute worst. But the government will fail you, the globalists will fail you, but God will never fail you. I was honored three years ago, of all places, the United Nations, and I was trying to shine a light, chasing hell with a water gun. I knew Congress was dark. The U.N. is twice as dark. And in the hallway, Kaz, of the United Nations, in the foyer, is a picture of Lucifer in the hallway of the United Nations. My. And they were telling me about 17 sustainable growth back then, but I wasn't going to drink the Kool-Aid. But let me just give you a snippet with the remaining moments. The New World Order, which Henry Kissinger loves and Bill Gates daydreams about, 
the goal of the New World Order, page 399 of my book, can be summed up in four points. A one-world government, which we find in Revelation 13, 7. A one-world leader, which we find in Daniel 7. And a one-world religion, Revelation 13, 8. And a one-world currency, Revelation 13. And they just offer out a few things. They want a one-world bank, a one-world military, the end of national sovereignty, it is a fact that Bill Gates owns more farmland than any man in America today. It said restriction of air travel. The Democrats in the House this week are now trying to propose a bill. If you're not fully vaccinated, you will never fly on an American commercial flight again here at home. We're that late in the game. And I'm just going to tell you, we're beyond is it vaccinated? Are you under the blood? And if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, please reach out to Jesus because hell's too long to be wrong. Oh, my, my. My listening friend, God gave me an, an, an insight on this. We, we're talking about, you know, herd immunity where you, you, you've, uh, your, your uh, antibodies and your natural ability to circumvent these things uh, is a powerful system. But God gave me a truth as well as for believers. They call it herd immunity. I think God's perspective is flock immunity. <laughs> and if you're a member of God's flock, God has plans for you. And the the devil can't take you out, but uh, God can protect you in his own way. Uh, about uh, two minutes left in this show. How would you like to close this? I know because you're an evangelist, you will close this on a positive note. But I'm going to hand it to you, Frank Shelton. And the book. Yeah. In, in, in time of urgency. Well, so so we started with the Lord and Lincoln, and I'll end with the Lord and Lincoln. Let me hit you with Lincoln first, because the Lord's greater. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln, when President Lincoln was sworn in, gave him a brass pocket watch. And he smiled and said, thank you. Uh, what's this? And she said, never waste time when you're in a position to do good. My. They said that the hourglass or the pocket watch was in his pocket the night he was shot by John Wilkes Booth. And the interesting thing is, I think we could say that Lincoln didn't waste any time. Um, I'm convinced that the clock is almost out. The sand has almost slipped by. And I want you to graduate now from the Rolex to even past the hourglass to get back to the sundial, the old ancient that would point towards the SON. And when we look up at the sun, we'll always know what time it is. And I'm not talking S-U-N this late in the game. I'm talking the S-O-N. Yes, yes, yes. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We need to look to the Lord. We need to focus on the Father. Our gaze needs to be on God. And we need to be impressed with Emmanuel. And San Diego, I have good news. God loves you. If you'd like to get a copy of the book, go to Amazon, click Frank Shelton, type in urgency. You'll get it in two business days. But not only greater than getting my book, get in the Holy Book. And I'm not talking the Koran. I'm talking the Holy Bible. Yes. I love you, Kaz. And I meant what I said. I want to come to San Diego, and I'd love to preach and praise before time runs out. Oh, and then we'd have to have you coming into the studio on a Saturday. We'd have to work that as well. My listening friend, I hope you enjoyed Frank Sheldon. I knew we were in for uh, a hefty uh, two hours together, and Frank, you've fulfilled that through your insights. And my listening friend, I really encourage you to 
take your relationship with the Lord seriously, listen to Holy Spirit and obey and obey quickly. Get into a church environment and uh, influence people that are around you in the church environment or in the store or wherever you meander around because people need to hear what God has given and is giving you. Frank Shelton, thank you, my friend, my listening friend. See you again next week, a remarkable show next week. Do not forget it. Do not forget that God loves you. See you, Frank. See you, my listening friend. Thanks for joining Cast Hater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker. And then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.